0: Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey Podcast. And normally I'm joined every episode by my friend and business partner, Mr. Jason Johnston Yellen. Unfortunately, I'm I'm here alone. I feel lonely because he left me here. No, 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 no. I I jest. I jest. Jason would love to be here. But while I am now back in the States from our Whiskey Geek Tour... Uh, He's decided to stay back a couple of days and spend time with his family, which is a good thing, so I don't feel left alone. I don't feel abandoned. Uh, Jason and I just got done with an 11-day trip, 11-day tour, uh, on the lovely little island of Isla in Scotland, but here I am back home, and I've got a day to get this podcast up and running, and because we like to stick to our schedules, here I am recording a podcast for you. And actually, what I have is some footage that... Do we call it footage? Audio footage? I know there's video footage. Okay, let's just call it audio footage. I like that. So we have some audio footage uh, that Jason and I recorded sometime back. Actually, this was back in April... Uh, just shortly after he and I met with um, Eddie Russell over at Wild Turkey and, and spent some time as well with Denny Potter at uh, Heaven Hill Distilleries. Before we jump into that audio, just wanted to let you know that, uh, that our trip on Isla was absolutely a stunning success. Our tour aside, uh, the two swimmers Chad, uh, Chad Anderson and Justin Fornell, successfully swam around the island of Isla. The first time ever anyone has tried such a thing, and they didn't go it alone. Actually, Johnny the Scot or Johnny Mundell from uh, Beam Suntory, he is uh, their LA guy. He actually handles the Japanese whiskey portfolio for Beam Suntory. He actually followed these two swimmers around the island. Now, because he's with Beam, you know he was going to do the uh, the portion of it that um, related particularly to the Beam distilleries, which are Laphroaig and Beaumont. Um, a swimmer himself, he's been doing this you know endurance swimming for the past three years. He got bitten by the swim bug and decided to not just do the uh, two days of the swimming, but actually swim around the island with Chad and Justin. A really amazing feat for these three gentlemen. And I think it was Justin, uh, I don't know, one of them uh, mentioned something that I thought was really interesting, and that was there were 12 people that walked on the moon but only three people that swam around Isla. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, John Glenn, and the other nine guys whose names escape me. Anyway, Jason and I thought it would be good to give you a little bit of a peek behind the curtain when it comes to us tasting cask samples and approving them or not approving them for a single-cast nation bottling. Now, this is a process that is normally done Uh, with just he and I, but we really wanted to show you what it is, what we do, that we do when we taste these samples. But before I go into that, the last episode, I realized that Jason and I have not gone over the list of what it is, what we do, that we do. And when I mentioned what it is, what we do, that we do when we do tastings, it reminded me that I didn't give you the list of what it is, what we do, that we do. So I'm going to give you the list of what it is, what we do that we do. So Jason and I run an independent bottling company called Single Cask Nation. We have whiskeys available both online and in retail shops, with soon a second set of releases to be coming out in a few months. Uh, We also run a whiskey festival called Whiskey Jubilee, which is in New York, Chicago, and Seattle. We also do Whiskey Geek Tours, and we just got done with one. And with that in mind, uh, while today's episode will be shorter than usual, I did want to let everybody know that I've recorded about 17 hours of audio from our various distillery tours, interviews with distillery managers, stillmen, our tour guests, the swimmers, etc. So, what we will do over the course of a few episodes is share with you our adventures on this whiskey geek tour, and then finally. One of the things of what it is, what we do that we do, is we do this podcast. And normally it's a we thing. And today it's a me thing. So there you go. So, anyway, I'm going to hop into the tasting portion uh, of the podcast. And I look forward to Jason coming back and us putting out a full fledged episode. Uh, I really want to get you uh, caught up with what we did on Isla because and and this is not me being uh, cheeky and this is not me overstating anything it was an absolutely magical time on this island I'm not sure I can even put into words how great this trip was so hopefully we will find words for how great the trip was but I'm not going to attempt to do that until Jason gets back into the states so sit back Listen in to our uh, tasting notes, and um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Oh. What, do you want to bathe in it? I want to live in here. Yes, you want to be it? Oh, my God. I just want to shove it up my nose and have that smell all day. That's amazing. Have it anywhere you like. We've had a few people write in and ask if we can do a tasting, right, on, on wax. On
1: wax is how
0: we,
1: <laughs> how we say it in the business, yeah, is what yeah, I'm learning.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's also something that you and I discussed when we came up with the idea for a podcast, yeah. is wouldn't it be fun if we went through a little selection? Yeah. Um At the end of this, we'll either decide to put our money where our taste buds are, or we'll decide to reject them and yeah. keep looking for others. Yeah. Can go both ways. It could. That's, <laughs> that's, <something. laughs> that's yeah. what they said about you in college. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, And that's why I left early, never graduated.
1: So I'm going to pour um, our first sample here. We've got two Invergarden single casks today. Uh, Both of them distilled in 2007. February of 2007, to be exact. Both of them February 2007, which is the birth month of my eldest child. Look at that! And I have nothing in my collection, and nothing bottled by Single Cast Nation yeah. that is February 2007. Do
0: not let that sway you. Uh,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. These are the types of things that you have to not consider. So I'm just going to do a little, a little pour here. No, yep. that's certainly not a hat and pour, is it? No, uh, no, so it's small. Here we go. It's very quiet. There's a little, oh, clean yeah, exactly. as I as I get that pour, get the.
0: Oh yeah, I heard it. I think that was now recorded. Glug, glug, glug. Okay. Um, so a little bit of Invergordon on my fingertips. Uh-huh. For those of you that are not familiar with Invergordon, you know, in Scotland, you've got a little over 120 distilleries, and a few of them are grain distilleries. And Invergordon is one of those grain distilleries. It's owned by White and MacKay, uh, who also owns Dalmore and Fettercairn mm-hmm. Jura, and Jura. And the Invergordon grain goes into the White and Mackay blends and I'm sure it goes into some other stuff. Uh what their output is, I don't know off the top of my head, but Yeah, I know they've got a lot of
1: Indian brands. And uh, I wonder right? how much of that Invergordon goes into India.
0: We could conjecture. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not. Let's <laughs> not. <that's, laughs> let's let's stay focused.
1: Um the whiskies that we're tasting today are both over. alcohol. Yeah, this one's 64.4. And so, for those of you who obviously can't see me, when I first pour my sample, I shake it in my glass. Me and Taylor Swift, that's the only thing we have in common. (coughs) We both like to shake it off. Are your legs not insured for, like, $4 million a piece? I'm not even sure my nose is insured for $4 million. (laughs) Um, So I shake it up just just to... these glasses, you know sit in cardboard, they can get a little dusty, even though they're clean and I don't want any of those kind of off notes. so when I pour in the strong alcohol, I give it a nice shake. I like to coat the the walls of my glass and
0: and, and by shake he he puts his hand over the top of the glass exactly. and gives it a little shake rattle and roll and what you do not want to have is hand lotion that is a very good point. <laughs> So that's what you do. I I don't necessarily do that. I tilt my glass to the side and then just slowly coat the inside of the glass with as much liquid as possible.
1: And then one of the first things we do is hold it up, gauge the color. One of the things that we always talk about in our tastings, we don't use any artificial color in any of our bottlings. Never. And so that cask is telling a story
0: with the color of the liquid. This one very pale right off the bat. With these samples uh came a cask list and on that list it, it doesn't always let us know whether it's first fill bourbon, second fill bourbon, refill and, and, and so on. It may specify bourbon bourbon cask, sherry cask, something like that. So ten years old, very pale. I would take a guess that this is second or third fill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would I would even more quickly put it into the refill category. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I'm also turning the liquid in my glass and checking for legs. Some people say that in the wine industry. Uh, I'm just looking for the oil to see yeah. how that shapes up the side of the glass. Yeah. See if we get some large oil globules that might suggest good texture once this hits my tongue.
0: Yeah, and, and looking at that, the legs are not so bad. It's not super thick. But it's not super thin at all.
1: Yeah. yeah. When I first put my nose in it, and obviously it's 64, what did we say, 64-4, a lot of alcohol presence when we first poured yeah. it. But as the air gets to it and it starts to breathe a little bit, I'm getting some of that alcohol dissipating. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of pineapple in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of what I like to call U.S. Smarties, <laughs>
0: also known as Smarties
1: <laughs> in, in the U.S. Listeners in the U.S. may call them Smarties. Right. Uh, listeners in Europe definitely will not. No, uh, our they're like, our European Smarties—they're like bastardized MMs. They're much much better MMs. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. taste like bile in the back of your throat. So. <laughs> Actually, tastes a little bit like chocolate. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I get the the pineapple. I get a little bit of the U.S. Smarties. Do you get a brightness from it? Maybe a confectioner's sugar? I definitely get
0: that. But, you know, at first there was acetone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which which is expected with a grain whiskey. Yeah. And that went away, and I am getting that confectioner's sugar. I'm getting that sort of uh, unripe pineapple. I'm getting just hints of crystallized ginger. And when I say hints, I mean just, just mere hints. It's just right there hidden in the back
1: the thing for me moving forward with this sample is given that those are such fresh notes on the nose mm. i wonder what's going to be on the palate. and at 64.4 i wonder if the palette will blow out quickly mm. or if we'll actually get some wood notes on the palate.
0: yeah you you wonder what's on the palate, and i worry What's on the palate <laughs> We haven't spent any money yet. There's nothing to be worried about okay. yet. So we'll give it a taste. And in, in the first taste, we don't even talk about. We taste it, swish it around our mouths, we swallow it, we breathe out, and then we go in a second time just to get our palates acclimated, especially at 64.4% alcohol. The first sip is could be a bit of a shock. So Jason had his first one. I'm going in for my first. Yeah.
1: (sighs) There's no mistaking the alcohol in it. Oh, have you you, you taken your second yet? Yeah, yeah, there it goes. Your second. Okay. Um, The alcohol definitely moves through the palate as quickly as anticipated. I was hoping for more vanilla and hoping for more pronounced fruits. Maybe an experience that got a little bit sweeter on the palate. I think this is too high of alcohol oh. for anything
0: to really happen on the palate. Yeah, and, and we, when we taste a whiskey, well, so first off, this is a little different than what we normally do. So we will pour a sample into our glass, and if the nose doesn't scream at us, you must taste this, there may be something good here. Generally speaking, we won't even go to taste it. We'll just pour it back because you can get palate fatigue and you know you drink enough cast strength whiskeys and even if it's just sips here and there you know it, it can get silly kind of fast so if it were me my suggestion if if we were doing this not on wax my initial suggestion would be let's not even taste this because i i didn't think the nose had enough character uh
1: I'm not sure I would agree with that necessarily. I definitely wanted to see um, how that alcohol would manifest itself on the palate. I didn't. That's why there's two of us. <laughs> but
0: then Jason did
1: something that we never do. I so did. You, go ahead, you talk. I about did. I want to make. I want to make two points here. Number one, I'm saying I didn't think it was going to do very well at this alcohol. You and you and I, single cast nation, mm-hmm. has released. American light whiskey at mm-hmm. 69% alcohol, mm. and we thought they held up just fine Really, at, fine. at those alcohol levels, and that's the one that Jim Hendigas was emailing in about yeah. to ask about adding the water to it, and we'd heard from Natalie and Liz in Seattle that they'd found as it just sat in the bottle and oxidized mm-hmm. a little, it came out real strong. So it's not just the alcohol on this one that makes it difficult to to access. Yeah. And so I'm not just dismissing it because it's 64 four. We've obviously bottled higher than
0: that. No, and and I, and I'm not saying I wanted to dismiss it because of the high ABV. No, when you nose our our two MGP light whiskeys at 68 and 69 percent alcohol. Off the bat, on the nose, it's incredibly interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah big and, orange gumdrop. Right, right away, and yeah. and and this Fresh, I did bright. not find yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, which leads me to my second point which was just for my own edification mm-hmm. i went ahead and put just a little bit of water in this just to see if different flavors would appear with a little bit of dilution
0: which we never do
1: which we never do you know yeah. ju- just purely for edification yeah. and nothing happened nothing <laughs> it was no. it was quite flat on the nose it was quite flat on the palate mm-hmm. uh it tells me that it's just a whiskey that's not carrying a lot with it no
0: No, this is something that, you know, especially in refill bourbon in 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, uh, this could potentially be a uh, a really nice whiskey. We've tasted some absolutely fantastic, drop-dead gorgeous Invergordons at 20, 30, 40 years of age. You know, I think back to the exclusive malts. 1972 and 1973 Invergordons, mm, yeah, yeah. or the, uh, the 1984 from the Sherry Cask, which were very interesting. One interesting thing about Invergordon um, as a distillery, uh, you know, they're, it's a grain distillery, so they don't have to use malted barley, and up until 1984, Invergordon was using corn uh, as as the main grain. Now they'll use malted barley a little bit there just to kickstart the fermentation, but the majority of the grain would be would be corn. And now, as I understand it, they've switched over to wheat. Okay. So you're going to get a different style whiskey. Okay. okay. So we're we're rinsing
1: out our glasses here. Um, if this was under purely scientific conditions, we would have different glasses for we different would. samples. Um, but we're kind of working on the hoof here. Uh, while sharing a microphone uh, and so here let me see if I can get you a little glug glug at home
0: no it didn't come
1: through nothing at all there, there's a little clink oh, on clink a little clink, clink on the glass since you couldn't get a glug glug
0: yeah so, so. this one is uh, also distilled February 2007 but this is at 62.8% alcohol
1: mm, yeah the nose is immediately different oh yeah much more vanilla ice cream on yeah. that Yeah. For a young, you know, 10-year-old Scottish
0: grain whiskey. Oh, there's vanilla ice cream. That pineapple note is there. But as soon as you said ice cream, I'm thinking sorbet. So you have vanilla ice cream, pineapple sorbet. It's all on sort of the sweet treat kind of. So now I'm going to start worrying.
1: (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because this nose is saying, try this whiskey. This is me rubbing the liquid on my hands
0: so that I can smell the grain. So this, this is telling you, try this liquid, and I'm finding it interesting. I have a difficult time with young grain. I, I think with our 10-year-old Gervin I was going to say that that. <laughs> one, that one did really well because while the paperwork said, you know, refill bourbon," I'll, I'll almost guarantee it's a de-char, re-char rechar bourbon there's so much wood character and you get that char in the back of the palate but still such a young yeah
1: maybe not young but still such a fresh spirit yeah very fresh uh, coming from the Garvin distillery so anyway back to the invergordon that's yep. in our glass as yeah, we wax yeah, lyrical yeah. about our first grain retail release okay so we like the nose on this this, yeah, is, this has this got is some nice. components okay let's give this the first oh, cheers, sip the second way. sip cheers cheers indeed I think we just broke some (laughs) glassware there. I don't think that's how grown-ups cheers. Hmm. Even though I'm not paying any attention to the flavors on that first sip, there's a decent oiliness to it. The texture really captured my imagination.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the texture is much nicer. Yeah, still. You feel it roll on your tongue.
1: Yeah. I shouldn't really be focusing on the first taste. I was going to say some wood influence, but here. That's unofficial. Here comes the second sip. This is good podcasting, when uh, we go ahead and take a second sip and we just sit with dead air. <laughs> so you—that's <laughs> why I was gesturing for oh, you to right. take your second sip while oh, I was okay. filling. See, I was time. looking
0: at you. I was just—I was <laughs> looking at my. So I'll tell you what. I'll continue looking at my glass and <laughs> talking about the whiskey. Second sip. Yeah, second sip. Go ahead. And now, while you're swishing it about, I will and mm-hmm. making. Horribly disgusting noises. I will go in for my second sip. Yeah, nice oil beads around the edge of the glass. Mm-hmm.
1: That oil is on the tongue. The alcohol is there. Yeah. There's a definite alcohol prickle from it.
0: Yep. But it's not. It's not unpleasant. It's not unpleasant. It's not the heat that we got from the previous one. There's a plumminess. To this, definitely more cask influence from it.
1: I've got some woody notes to the back of Mm -hmm. my palate as it transitions into the finish. Now the question is whether it's there's enough vanilla ice cream. Is it bright enough? Yeah. Does the oil work? Yeah. are are there sweet notes in tandem that work complementary to the wood notes?
0: Yeah, and sometimes. I I try to strip all of that away, and I think to myself: notes aside, am I enjoying this whiskey? If I were drinking th- this and and not thinking about it, but just drinking to enjoy, is that happening? And I'm about
1: I'm about seventy five percent on the enjoyment scale. It's got elements that I like. Yeah, it's got a bit of the oil that I like. It's got a bit of the sweetness that I like it's got a little bit of the wood that I like but and another one of your tests getting home at the end of the day would I reach for this bottle
0: probably not probably not no and so (laughs) it's a no to both yeah I I would not reach for this I may bring it to a tasting and say okay guys this is part of a lineup and let's talk about it because there's yeah. some interesting things there but it may be one of those things where I take it to a tasting to say here's here's a good example of a whiskey we said no to and yeah. here are the reasons why we said no to it
1: yeah yeah i think some people would
0: taste this and
1: be surprised that we'd said no to it yeah Maybe. Because there, there are a few things that it does nicely. Mm-hmm. But again, it's that 75% on the scale. Mm-hmm. And
0: Single Cast Nation is not about 75%. No. I'll tell you, there's, there's a note in here that I don't like. And it's that plumminess. It just reminds me of Slivovitz. Mm. I'm surprised which, you said it. Okay. Which uh, I am not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not a fan of. Okay. Uh, it is it is the bane of Jewish life during the eight days of Passover.
1: <laughs> okay, well, it's two knows to two Inver Gordons. Yep. And the search continues. The search continues. Well, hopefully, that was of education for our regular listeners mm-hmm. and maybe somebody who was listening for the first time. Uh, this is certainly something we'll return to yeah. in the future, see if we end up making a selection on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, that's a, a little bit of an insight into how we go about making our selections and spending our money. Mm. Uh, It's always at the end of the day when we write (laughs) those checks and we say, did we get this selection right? Sitting, tasting it, and discussing it, maybe liking it, maybe being unsure, is all fun and games. But writing the checks is the real part of the business. That's that's what it all comes down to. So No need for us to worry on either of these. Nope. Thumbs down, even though the second one was on the pleasure scale. Still fun. Yeah. That's fun to do this on the podcast as well. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Cheers.
0: Oh, before I let everybody go, I just wanted to remind you all of how to get in touch with us should you want to email us or tweet at us or whatever. If you wanted to email us, you can send us an email at questions at one nation Underwhiskey.com. You can send us a tweet, and that is at One Nation Whiskey. You can tag us on Instagram or whatever the kids do with Instagram these days. You can reach us at, at One Nation Under Whiskey and send us a message or write on our Facebook page, um, facebook.com/One Nation Under Whiskey. And finally, we've been getting some good reviews on iTunes. We'd love to continue getting some nice reviews. Head on over to iTunes, even if you don't have an iTunes account. I know some people listen on Google Play, some people on Stitcher, some people on other platforms that I'm simply not aware of. You don't need to listen to us on iTunes to go to iTunes and uh, give us a nice review and, you know, five stars and say nice things. We, We like all of that stuff, so... Thank you again for listening and I am going to leave you with some fine words from Jackie Thompson at Ardbeg. For Jackie, I know, I know. Oh. 20 years at Ardbeg. Yours? right? Yep. Right? 20 years at Ardbeg. You've had how many visitors do you think you've seen? I don't know. I hate to think. The, tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Right. Okay. Very lucky. Some people. Very lucky. Some people have come to you with preconceived notions about whiskey, about Ardbeg, about anything. What is the weirdest thing you've heard? Where someone said, "Oh, you know, I hear you get your peat from X." No. Or
1: somebody. Somebody asked me quite recently. They said. uh, is your
0: tuna local? <laughs> Is your tuna local? <laughs> and I was like,
1: it's the Atlantic, we don't catch tuna. And also somebody said um, about the train station. You know, people often think that there's like train stations and things on Isla. And that oh, right. always surprises me. You know, people, I think, think it's a land of infrastructure and, you mm. know, but it's really a land of magic... Drums and mystery, and that's nice.
0: Oh, I like that magic, magic drums and mystery. You and are, you are one of the most magical people of all. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Well, kind. So and you so really suit that tweed jacket. Yeah. A, You're rocking it. As a
1: lady of wards, can you say what it is, what we do, that we do? What it is, what we do, that we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's our catch. Is that our, catch? It's our catch phrase. Yeah. it is. What it what is, do what we do.
0: That we do. That okay. yeah, we do. That we do.